Hi, this is the Dartarian Show. I'm your host, Alexander Dartarian, and with me, as always, my co-host, Dominic Sykes. How you doing, Dom? Doing good. All right, we're going to talk about something special to us. We read this a while back, and we found it creepy as shit. Uh, we're going to save Urban Legends for next week, uh, but this week we're going to do Russian Sleep Experiment. So, take it away, Dom. All right, so the Russian Sleep Experiment is uh, creepypasta. Um, and a creepypasta is kind of like an urban legend. It's uh, a scary story that's that's specifically told on internet forums. Okay, so you don't think this is true in any way? Um, I mean, it could be based on something that has happened throughout history, um, but we'll get into that. Um, yeah, because the way I read it, it, it seemed like something it's, that would That's the, the point of uh, creepypastas. The yeah. whole point of creepypastas is to make it seem like it's real. Okay. Um. So, the Russian sleep experiment is a creepypasta which tells a tale of five test subjects uh, which are exposed to an experimental sleep-inhibiting stimulant in Soviet-era Russia. Um, and that's become the basis of this urban legend. A sleep experiment? Yes. Okay. All right. So, Russian sleep experiment. So, in Russia, they would just call it sleep experiment. Well, I'm sure they'd have their... It'd be... Now, so this was back when the Soviet Union was around, mm -hmm. and they weren't too great... To their citizens, uh, it's in the 1940s. So 1940s, yeah. okay. So, has probably after World War II. So we're gonna do late 40s. That's what I would think. I don't know. Go it's it, it's probably it's probably closer to say it's during. It's during World War II. During uh, the in the years around World War II, yeah. Oh. Um. So the origin of this story, um, according to Russia Beyond which is a state-owned publication operated by TV Novista mm -hmm. in Russia, which is like a news magazine type deal. Yeah. Uh, the story originated from a forum challenging users to create the scariest urban legend. Oh, okay. So that would be something cool for us to do, would be oh, yeah, like absolutely. to come up with our own urban legend, you know, no, and I'm, have our, our viewers... I've been doing that since I was a kid. Yeah, well, have our viewers like write in and... and yeah, absolutely. Have con yeah, we'll do that at some point. That'd be cool. Um, anyway, many news organizations, including Snopes, News.com, um, and Live About, trace the story's origins to the Creepypasta website, uh, which is now known as the Creepypasta Wiki, which is where I'm going to be reading this yeah, story from. Mm -hmm. um, being posted on August 10th, 2010, uh, by a user named Orin Shoda, whose real name is still unknown. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a game. Mm -hmm. it's, it's supposed to be an it's, anonymous no, thing. It's, it's Keenan. Or no, who is it? Kel? Who who loves? I think it's Kel who loves Armstrong. I can't remember. I think it's That's Kel. So yeah, it's Kel from right. Nickelodeon. So, uh, the story recounts an experiment set in the late 1940s Soviet test facility. Uh, in a military-sanctioned scientific experiment, five political prisoners. Okay, so they were political. Okay. Right, political prisoners were kept in a sealed gas chamber with an airborne stimulant continually administered in order to keep the subjects awake for 30 consecutive days. 30 days straight. 30 days straight. Awake, dude. which of I'm, course is not I don't I'm, think is What? 30 days straight? 30 days consecutively. Dude, no have sleep. you ever stayed up like 48 hours straight? Yes. Yeah, you know how irritable you get. Oh, I know. And, and that's what makes this is, it is what's yeah. going to be so cool about this. Um, the prisoners were falsely promised that they would be set free from the prison if they completed the experiment. So they were lied to. They were like, 
Oh, oh, okay, so like we're gonna. I, I would do that though. Yeah, it's it's that. your chance to get out of prison. I'd take it too. And yeah, Russian prisons. I mean, they're bad the, nowadays. The gulag. Can you only imagine what they were like in the forties? Yep, the gulag. Uh, the subjects behaved as usual during the initial days, right? Mm-hmm. Talking to each other and whispering to the researchers through the one-way glass. Uh, though it was noted that their discussions gradually became darker in the subject matter. After nine days. One they didn't su- tell you what they talked about? Not specifically. Oh, okay. After nine days, one subject began screaming uncontrollably for hours while the others had no reaction to his outburst whatsoever. Okay, so like how many days in? That's nine days. Nine days? Nine days in, one of the subjects so just started screaming the, okay. uncontrollably. How does the gas keep you awake? It's got a stimulant in it, so... Yeah, but I mean, like, cocaine's a stimulant, but I'm sure you crash if you've been up for... I mean, it's continuous. Days. It's a continuous stream. I don't know. It's so it's kind of like Las Vegas, what they pump into their they pump pure yeah, oxygen, into yeah, that yeah, thing, and keeps you awake and wanting to gamble. So, but yeah, they they pump the stump stimulant in there, keep them awake. But uh, after nine days, one subject began screaming uncontrollably for hours, while others had no reaction whatsoever to his outburst. The man screamed for so long that he tore his vocal cords, God, and he didn't even know why he was screaming, and eventually he was paralyzed. When the second one started screaming, the others prevented the researchers from looking inside by pasting torn book pages and their own feces on the porthole windows. Ew. Right? So, the first guy starts screaming. Vocal cords tear out. So, was that all in one day, or was he screaming for a couple days? How long does it take for vocal cords to be messed up? Screaming. Probably not long. A couple probably, hours, yeah. I imagine. I mean, because he was screaming nonstop, uncontrollably, probably at, at the all-out, most raw scream that he could possibly do. Um, and he didn't even know why he was screaming. And then he just became paralyzed. Oh, okay. And then after that, a second one started screaming. And then for whatever reason, all of the others prevented the researchers who are doing this experiment from looking into the inside of it by pasting torn book pages and poo. <laughs> so they're shitting, wiping, and sticking. Pretty much. Oh, well, I mean, how big is this porthole, though? Like, it's probably pretty big. About the size of one, like, on a ship. Yeah, but, well, that's small. I would think, like, I would think, like, uh trying to think like watching a nuclear bomb explode i don't know maybe it's it doesn't have any pictures right now so i I can't tell you uh a few days passed without the researchers being able to look inside during which the chamber was completely silent no more screaming so as soon as they covered the portholes and they couldn't see the screaming stopped Hmm. the researchers used the intercom to test if the subjects were still alive and got a short response of a subject expressing compliance so just a simple yes or yeah. oh, we're fine or something like that. Duh. Yeah. Right. Uh, Duh yes. So that was all around the ninth day. So ninth day. So nine di- days in, they're already messing Doing with this stuff. Poo. Yeah, this nine straight consecutive days without sleep. So screaming and poo grabbing. Right. Gotcha. On the 15th day, the researchers decided to turn off the stimulating gas and reopen the chamber. Okay. okay. The subjects did not want to turn the gas off for fear they would fall asleep. Yeah, and they wouldn't get free. Right. Upon looking inside, they discovered that 
the four surviving subjects had performed lethal and severe mutilation and disembowelment on themselves during the past days, including tearing off flesh and muscles, removing multiple abdominal internal organs, practicing self-cannibalism, can't talk today, sorry, and allowing 10 centimeters or four inches of blood and water to accumulate on the floor by jamming pieces of flesh from the first subject into the drain who was found dead on the floor as soon as the chamber was opened. Oh, so he died. So they mm. killed him or he killed himself. Oh, well, he was paralyzed to begin with, so I don't yeah. know. But yeah, and then they're mutilating themselves. The subjects also violently refused to leave the chamber and begged the scientists to continue administering the stimulant, murdering one soldier and severely injuring another that attempted to remove them. Damn, so it's like a drug to them at this point. Or so, something is scaring them so badly that they don't want to sleep. Well, I mean, sleep. yeah, um, it kind of reminds me of uh, Firefly, the TV show, or Serenity, the movie, with Reavers. They would go crazy because of the space, being out in the emptiness, mm-hmm. and they would start cutting on themselves and eating people right, and stuff, so... I mean, that kind of puts it out there. Like, you do a lot of sh- crazy shit when you're crazy and you don't feel like you have, like, because those stimulants keeping you up. If you've ever stayed up more than 24 hours, well, people don't you know seem, how crazy people can get. And people don't separation. seem to understand just how important sleep is for the human body. Oh, yeah. It's if absolutely. our brains do not get some kind of, of reset or, or break, it's, it's it like, can be pr- not just mentally... Yeah, harmful, but physically harmful yeah, as well. Yeah, it's a machine overheating that needs to shut down, and if you don't make it, if you don't let it shut down, then it will break. Right, and that's what our mind is—it's a machine. All right. So, uh, after eventually being removed from the chamber, so they did eventually manage to remove them from the t- chamber that they were in. Oh, okay. So. All subjects were shown to exhibit extreme strength unprecedented resistance to drugs and sedatives, the ability to remain alive despite lethal injuries, and a desperate desire to stay awake and be given that stimulant. It was also found that if any one of the subjects fell asleep, they would die. So which one of them fell asleep? The Prowska? It just says that it was discovered that way. So one of them had to have. It it doesn't go into specifics on which subject. There's no names, no... Well, I I heard somewhere that if you don't get sleep, I think it's within five to six days. So if you stay up five to six days straight, Mm. you'll slip into a coma and you may never wake up because your your body needs so much sleep and your mind, if you're, because your mind controls everything in your body, it tells your heart to beat. It tells everything in your body to work. Right. And when people go brain dead, machines have to be keep you alive. Yeah. So if you're up for six days straight, and I think that's the limit is six. I may be mistaken, but six days, your brain is like, I've overheated. You've bro- broken me. I'm gonna stop. And you go into a coma because your brain literally tells itself to shut down or it's going to die. And your organs have taken so much damage because your brain's not working properly. Right. Right there. I mean, 
yeah, of course you would die, especially being awake for 15 days straight, mm -hmm. which is dull or like triple the amount of days you could be that you can stay up. The most I've ever stood up was three days straight. What's, what's yours? I, in high school, I, I think the, the longest I did was about two and a half days. So Yeah, three days. In three days, I was I slept for a day. And it's it's a lot easier for, for younger people to be able to, to stay up than... than yeah, as soon as you get older. Because yeah. back when I was younger, I, it, I didn't you know want to go to sleep. There's too much to do, you know? Yeah, now it's just like it, it, 6.30. I'm like, damn, I'm ready for bed. Yeah. And I'm uh, not that old. <laughs> All right, so back to the story. All right. Uh, after being somewhat treated for their severe injuries, the surviving three subjects were prepared to return to the gas chamber with the stimulant by the orders of the military officials. So, surviving three subjects, there are three left. Three left. All so the one, other ones died. Yeah, one died in the chamber, one died because he fell asleep, and then the three left got put back into the mm -hmm. chamber with the stimulant. Okay. Right. All right, so... This was against the will of the researchers who were doing the experience. So the researchers have been with them this whole time. They've seen some shit. Yeah, they're like, and they're like, uh, no, no we need to stop this now. And of course, the military, being the military, is like, yeah. nah, we're gonna, we're yep. gonna go ahead and keep put this them back up. in there and see what happens. So with EEG monitors showing short recurring moments of brain death, right? Mm -hmm. So the they showed brain death. Yep. So, so their brain or the brain is dying. They're yeah. They're basically they're. I don't. I don't know how they're alive right now. They're. It must be the stimulant. That's the only thing I can think of. So before the chamber was sealed, one of the subjects fell asleep and died. So two left. So now. two left now. Okay. And the only subject that could speak screamed to be immediately sealed in the chamber. The military commander ordered for three other researchers to be closed inside the chamber alongside the remaining two subjects. Oh, Lord. So those Jeez. researchers who have been watching this the entire time are terrified as it is. And now they're told that they have to go into this chamber after watching what happened to the other ones. Oh, yeah. And the, the two that have been in there forever, they're already crazy. So the three that just got added into there, it, they're probably not going to have a great time. No. So uh, after being closed in, one researcher immediately drew his gun and killed the commander. Right. And the mute subject by shooting both of them in the head, causing the other person to flee the room. With only one surviving subject, the terrified researcher explained that he would not allow himself to be locked in a room with monsters that can no longer be called people. He desperately asked what the subject was, to which the subject smiled and identified himself and the other fallen subjects as an inherent evil inside the human mind that is kept in check by the act of sleeping. After a brief pause, the researcher shot the prisoner in the heart, and with his dying breath on the floor, the subject muttered his final words, so nearly free. Hmm. Damn. That gave me chills. So, <clears throat> that goes this, this so the moral of the story. So they made it half, halfway. So the, it, the, the experiment was 30 days, right? Yeah, 30 days straight away. Mm -hmm. They only made it to 15. About 15, yeah. About 15, okay. Because all of this started to happen a rapid fire pretty much after they left the chamber. Yeah. Um, so, as far as the popularity of the story and, and the reception uh, since it's come out, uh, it, it became immensely popular when it was originally publicized. Mm. Uh, and is considered by some to be the greatest and most shared creepypasta story ever made. Uh, and Dread Central's Josh Milliken has called it one of the most shocking and impactful urban legends of the internet age. 
So back in in the day, you know, even when I was a kid, because I grew up in the 90s, you know, computers at that time and the internet weren't really that big of a thing. And even the ones, you know, that had come out, you had to have a lot of money to be able to... So back then it was campfire stories. Everything that had been just told verbally. Yeah, over the years, tradition. And now we have the internet and everything that comes with it. So the, the ability to be able to spread these stories to all different corners of the world via the internet... Uh, it it just it makes it a lot. Have you ever more heard interesting. of a tupa or tupa? A what? A tupa? No. It is. I think I'm saying it right. If I'm not, whatever. Yeah, guys can correct me. Uh, basically, what it is is once enough people believe in something, it becomes true. I. Bu- uh. So I'm thinking like, because this creepy pasta is supposed to be the most powerful. Uh, or most popular so I'm thinking like because like when you believe in something so hard like because when I first read this I didn't know it was a creepypasta I thought it was like America's MK Ultra program which is completely real where we were giving LSD and acid to children turning them into super spies right. trying to anyways and so I was like okay well if America is supposed to be the greatest country in the world could do that then I full-heartedly believe that Russia would do this. Right. And, and they probably have that's done That's what's so interesting like about stories like this is that they, it's it's not exactly completely and totally unfeasible that this could happen. I mean, scientifically, yeah. I'm sure, you know, uh, they would have been dead long before 15 days, but... I don't know. Depending on what kind of stimulant they used. I still... I, they could be giving them straight up adrenaline and eventually after 15 days your body your heart, your heart would give yeah, up probably first there's just no way but mm-hmm. it's still a really cool cool story but um much of the online and offline debate surrounds the belief held by many that the story is real rather than fiction like you were saying yeah so why it's so popular is that people when they read it they either they're like oh this is this well, is well it's, it has a, a real, lot of right? detail and and that's the way creepypastas are they're set to make it seem like it's plausible, they're plausible. And one of the ones that I want to do here in a couple of weeks, maybe, is another type of creepypasta that makes you know you when you first read it, you think it's real, and it's the search and rescue files. Oh, okay, yeah. So um, we'll do that at some point too. But um, it's also sparked more general discussion of the viral nature of creepypasta stories. So a creepypasta is often shared alongside an image, right? Yeah, we'll put that image up because th- this image. It's creepy as hell. Yep, it's you, they they put it up in the image, and that just makes it seem even more real because it's in real. black and white. It makes it look like an actual photograph was taken of this person. But, yeah. um, so this story itself, uh, because it's so popular, has actually led to various different adaptions for it over the years. There was a novel that was inspired uh, by the original short story and was published in 2015, but that's out of print now. Oh, uh, shit. Well, yeah. I'm sure you can find it on internet, uh, and then, PDF of it. Uh, in 2019, so two years ago, uh, there was a play called Subject UH-1317, When Science Traces a Deadly Turn, and that's based on that story as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, in early 2018, a psychological thriller based on the short story began production, directed by John Farley, and is set to release this, or la- was set to release last year. Oh, I don't yeah. know if they ended up pandemic doing that or not. Probably, the pandemic probably pushed it back, back a little bit. Uh, in July 2019, horror author Jeremy Bates 
uh, published The Sleep Experiment, which is a novel closely based on the original short story as well. And there's been other adaptions too. So if I'm you guys... pretty sure there's a movie as well. I'm sure there is. Yeah, if you so guys end up liking this story and... Yeah, you go out there. Cool. There's, it, there's, there's, obvious, there's huge amounts of stuff that were are close to this or are this. And like other urban legends, creepypastas are, uh, you know, the more popular they are, the more different, the different, different forms of media that they'll they have books, movies, TV shows, stuff like that. Uh, in fact, there's a, uh, TV show called, uh, channel zero. Um, I can't remember what channel it's on that, that specifically it's an anthology I think it's on Netflix now. It's, I'm not sure, but it, yeah, or on Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. Uh, but they do um, an anthology series a horror TV show based on each season's a different creepypasta. So, yeah. And with the whole, like, I want to talk about the whole thing about how it could be real. Because, I mean, obviously it's not. It's a creepypasta. Someone wrote it, uh, Orange Soda, which I, I commend them because they are a very talented storyteller. Mm-hmm. And they should not stop with that story. They should definitely go on and do better stories. Um, and but it, if it, it was real, and so so because the Nazis did so many experiments in the forties, they 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 tortured uh, the Jewish community of Germany and Austria and everywhere else in the, Europe. So the Russians when they when they when I heard that they did something like this with the Russian sleep experiment if it is real it didn't surprise me I was like okay well the Nazis did this America did this Russia you know Russia probably has done something of this sort right they might not have did this sleep experiment but they've done something every country has the Japanese did a lot in uh, World War two as well mm. with that and I I just that's why I think it's so creepy because it all comes down to that yeah it's I completely agree Uh, I think it's really cool as well that a lot of this stuff that are in these urban legends are are based on history and and things that have happened uh, in our past you know to uh, to be able to get those and it it's kind of sad in a way too because these these stories are are, are scary you know yeah. they're, they're they're a lot of it's tragedy uh you know bad things happen it's sad that you can relate these stories to things that have actually happened in our history but you know that's just the way that it goes so yeah and i think that's what makes them more scary so we're gonna uh we're gonna end here and we appreciate you guys listening to us uh follow mm-hmm. us on all our social media um it will be in the link in the bio um and then we'll uh talk pretty soon about setting up this uh i want i want to do a contest with our uh with our listeners and and see if we can get them to send in yeah you know, their I'll own put that stories on facebook page yeah that'd be great and then we'll uh we'll kind of go through them and and you know find our our favorites and and read them out for everybody and that'd be uh, something fun we could do all right thank you guys uh follow us on facebook twitter at the dart heron show facebook at dart heron show on twitter uh, YouTube channel, The Dartarian Show, and we'll talk about urban legends next week. Yep. Right. And thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye.